Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hey, everyone. We're Carol and David, and we're so excited to welcome you to our podcast. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle is all about. David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are, and you know, we love talking and learning about everything related to sex and sexuality, sexual health, and of course, sexual pleasure. We love diving deep into the naughty, the taboo, and the unknown, and hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because great sex matters, and we all deserve it. We sure do. So, are you interested in the swinging lifestyle and want to know more about how we began our journey into the world of sexy, open-minded people. On today's show, we're going to share an interview that we did with sex and relationship expert Leanne Young from the House of Ardent when she interviewed us for the Ardent podcast. Leanne was intrigued and perhaps a little turned on by our sexy swinger stories and might one day find herself enjoying the freedoms that we discovered in the swinging lifestyle. But before we get to the interview, let's take a moment to talk about our top waterproof blanket because great sex is messy sex, but nobody wants to sleep in that wet spot. So if you're fed up with having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof, and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. From messy massage oils or silicone lubes to all sorts of sexy wetness, just throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking like brand new. And you don't have to leave your house to get one. Simply and safely go to Amazon and order yours today. Search Top Waterproof Blanket. That's T-O-P Waterproof Blanket. Great sex starts now. It sure does. And so does today's show. You know we're Carol and David. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. And we're so excited to share this sexy interview with you today. We hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome back to the House of Arden podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Young. And of course, I'm cold. We're in COVID lockdown. I'm in London and I'm bored, right? But it's not just being bored. I need a bit of cheering up and I need to know that the rest of the world is still having fun. So joining me today on my podcast, are a wonderful couple called Carol and David. Now they're a strong, committed couple, really passionate and they're experts on the swinging lifestyle. They're a fun-loving couple, they're energetic, and they have a fantastic vibe. And they're sex-positive influencers, and their goal is to inspire others to live a happy, healthy, and always horny life. Well, you've heard enough from me, so what we're now going to do is I'm going to welcome Carol and David to the show. So welcome, guys. Yay, hello, Leanne. Hey, Leanne, how are you? Thank you for having us on your show. We're very excited to be here. Oh, it's great to have you guys here. I'm hoping that you can kind of help me when I'm stuck in lockdown. Because, I mean, you guys, I mean, I've taken a look through your website, thesexylifestyle.com. I'll tell you what, I'm really impressed. Okay? You guys have covered a lot. (laughs) We have. We've been swingers ourselves for 12 years, and we've done a lot not just covered a lot we've fucked a lot of people and we've done the orgies and foursomes and morsums 
And, you know, our website and our brand is all about educating people on sex, sexuality, and relationships. Even though we do have a great sex life, um, it's important for people to know what they don't know. I could not agree more. I mean, I'm a, I'm a sex educator, and I my experience comes from, comes from pornography and, you know, through wisdom and learning and being adventurous. So tell me a little bit about your backgrounds. Well, David and I have been together for 15 years. This is our second marriage, and we have a kind of a fun story because my ex-husband is married to his ex-wife. But um, bum Oh, my God, <laughs> really? Yeah. And, and we, you all get on still. We do, absolutely. Um, and we raise our six children, and we have been doing this now for 15 years, so it's definitely part of the norm of our lives. We discovered the swinging lifestyle together uh, probably about two years into our relationship. So when we, although we swapped partners way back then, we were not swingers. It just we happened that way. We were neighbors. Uh, it sounds like maybe we were swinging with the other ones, but we were not. But we learned about the swinging lifestyle about two years into our relationship when we went to um, a resort in um, Cancun. Yeah, in Mexico. Mexico, exactly. And we met up with some swinger couples. And to tell you the truth, we had never hang even on, hang heard on. The about couple the couple we met up with that taught us about swinging oh, right. were from England. Yes, they were from London. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? You know, our very quiet, reserved England, you know, or, you know, our very private kind of life. There's so many swingers in England. Uh, we have met so many yes. people from the UK, from um, all, all over, over Europe. That, all over Europe. Yep. And you know the uh, the like you said the um, uptight British persona that people come across. We've had amazing orgies with some amazing English people from the UK. I mean, you guys are naughty and wild, and our best some of our best friends are in London. Oh, do you know what? That's so great to hear because when I used to work in America, people used to say we love the British. Because Absolutely. they're naughty. Yes, yes, yes. Is that yes. how they say it? We're naughty. Naughty. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly that. <laughs> so you're so you've never swung with your ex-partners. Oh no, no, no. hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> you sang that like, oh my god, no way. But when you were married before, did you want to get into swinging, or were you adventurous in your sex life? No, as I was about to tell you, the first time I'd ever even heard of the swinging lifestyle, I'm telling you, I'm a worldly person. I've traveled in business all over the world, and I didn't know anything about swinging until we met that couple on the beach in Mexico. And of course, uh, we had so many questions. And yes, Dave and I are both open-minded people. And even though we were both open-minded in our relationships, our prior relationships before, um, we were not open um, you know, we were not open to try or we were not adventurous, as you were saying. We were like that typical couple. Yeah. We didn't talk about sex. Right. We had sex with our partners. Um, at the end, we, weren't ha we didn't have a great sex life. We had, I guess, okay sex for the first three or four years where, you know, you have that monkey sex. And then it tailed off. We had kids. We each have three kids. So we have a blended family of six now. But we really didn't know what sex and sexuality was until we found this world of the alternative lifestyle and swinging and found how open, open-minded and fun and adventurous people are. I mean, I hear what you're saying, okay? Because I literally, you know, I used to be an ex-probation officer, single mom, two children, thought that, you know, if you had children, you had to stay with the partner for the rest of your life. You know, very typical English attitude is you've made your bed, you have to lie in yeah. it. Yeah. And I remember when I first became, a, a, you know, single, 
I met this guy in a club and he was like, oh, let's look in the back of a newspaper and find another couple. I was so scared. Okay, I never, he never even crossed my my mind and I thought that he didn't love me or he didn't like me or, you know, that I... I've, that I was not of interest to him, that I was no value because he wanted to share me with somebody else. That was my first introduction and I kind of got scared and I kind of ran away. And then I got my, you know, I went into pornography and even when I was in pornography, it was just work. And I went to a few swinging clubs in Los Angeles called After Midnight. And I was still a little bit scared scared because I was like are they going to try it on with me I would never I was never educated about the swinging scene only a free for all sex party right so can you explain to me the difference between a swing for all and just a sex party because a lot of people are confused well a non-monogamous relationship is really a choice that you make um, because you do want to be adventurous you want to try new things with your partner and so the swinging lifestyle is really about doing it with your partner so, so, so it's so for we, couples we say we're emotionally monogamous yes we're emotionally monogamous but we like to fuck other people that's kind of how we explain it but it's with rules and guidelines between us whatever we decide is okay to do uh, and the boundaries that we want to respect with each other then that's what we follow so if we go outside those boundaries and and, and don't follow the rules and then it happens to most of the guys well that makes that's a mistake that you're going to learn from We're right just being guys <laughs> but it, it's all about making up the rules of your couple of how and f how far you want to go and what things you want to try and then you go out and be adventurous and you try them and then of course you come back and you discuss it a little bit more if you liked it if you want more of this or more of that or if perhaps you didn't like it as much and you want to maybe hold off on that and try something else new. So it's really not a free-for-all at all. It's only about the rules that we make and we find compatible couples who have a similar goal as us and those are the couples that we play with. So, so the big difference between, we'll call it a swinger party versus a sex party, a sex party is a bunch of people going to just fuck whoever, to have fun, to put a cock in a pussy and it's all about sex. As a swinger couple, we go into an orgy to strengthen our couple. We have um, a selection process where we, we say, okay, is this girl for you? Is this guy for you? Okay, can we have fun with them? Whether it be two, four, six, eight couples, the, the, regardless of how many people we play with. And then when we come out of it, we talk about talk it. about it and it's it should make us a stronger couple because we've learned we spoke about it we communicated where it wasn't just a fuck fest it was actually an orgy where we decided what we wanted to do how we wanted to do it and with who we wanted to fuck okay i mean you make it sound like i mean obviously you guys you've been together for 12 years you said yes well 12 15 years, years together you back to 15 years yeah Take me back to that day when you were on a beach in Cancun mm -hmm. and a couple came and spoke to you. I mean, how did they introduce themselves and what did they say and what was your reaction? Well, it was kind of funny because, like I said, we were both open-minded people when we got together. We didn't realize that we wanted to be sexually open, but we certainly were open-minded. But at this particular resort, um, every, uh, every room had an assigned beach bed. So we actually sat beside this couple on the beach bed every day because that was their beach bed that was assigned for the week and ours was ours. And there was sunscreen. And Yes. And so they were um, very open 
open and liberal. Now, this was a topless optional beach, uh, which I was uh, okay to be topless. That was no problem by me. But the husband of the couple was rubbing sunscreen on her breasts. And at that time, I said to David, don't even think that you would be doing that to me, right? Because I, I no, no, that's not going to happen. Not in public. You're not touching me in public. Right. Uh-uh. So every time uh, he's like rubbing all the sunscreen on her, David's watching her. I'm going, David, stop looking. I mean, come on. Anyways, he was very interested. And David's a very, very, very social person. We talk to everybody, mostly because David will talk to everybody. So over the course of those few days, we started chatting with him. Hi, how are you? What so, you do? so now where we're talking to them while from? he's massaging sunscreen into her tits. And so we kind of got became used, more yes. normal. Yes, it became more normalized. <laughs> And as I'd be like, I'd be like David. Actually, I would be looking. I wouldn't want to take my eyes off. I love you, right, man. right, exactly. Which is kind of funny because we're so open now that you know we're doing so much more than just you know rubbing sunscreen on our breasts. You know what I mean? So uh, that's kind of how it started. And we were chatting with them, and I guess um, they were just very open, and they saw that we were very open. And I don't even remember exactly how they said. By the way, we're swingers. I'm not really sure. Um, but I guess they told us about their lifestyle and what they, they like did. to do. And, and, and the yeah. ex- expositions and conferences yeah. and, and stuff that happens all around the world. And we were just intrigued. And then the more we got talking about sex and sexuality, yeah. they said, so do you guys want to come to our room tonight? Yeah, well, that was a few days later because we had so many questions. Like after that first day of introducing themselves as swingers, however it came up, I don't quite remember. David and I spoke a lot about it. Wow, that's so interesting. Well, what if and this and that? And the next day we were able to ask them those questions and we were able to get the answers that we didn't know um, because that's the, the fact we don't know what we don't know until we realize oh my god there's a whole nother world out there and so we did get to ask them lots of questions which they answered patiently and after a few days we did say you know what we think we'd like to try that and they said oh why don't you come to our room tonight and then we got up to their room and they had their thing and she was wearing these like seven inch strap up heels and he was dressed nicely and we got there and we all got naked and they were she undressed me and he undressed I think Carol. she kept her boots on though didn't and she then, yes. but she kept her heels yes. on I, I mean I love sex when Carol wears high heels I mean sex and stilettos are amazing but we did this whole thing we didn't go into full swap and full swap is you know where you actually penetrate another partner uh, soft swap is everything but so you can suck cock and lick pussy but you're not putting your cock in someone else's pussy and so that's soft, soft swap right yes. so we soft swapped okay. and they okay. had their thing and what their thing was is um, he ended up coming on Carol's tits and she licked all the cum off her tits and her nipples which was super hot and while she was licking it off Carol I was licking her pussy and he was playing with her tits and that was our first swinger experience right (laughs) (laughs) I love it I love how you talk about it as well because you know I I was on set the other day you know I, I worked for a news channel as well and I, and I mentioned to one of the camera girls, I'm going to be interviewing Carol and David. And she said, what do they do? I said, they're swinging professionals and they've got a podcast and it's their lifestyle. And she was like, how do they do it? Is it being unfaithful? Is it not? You know, it, what happens with the emotional thing? I mean, do you get emotionally involved? So I've got to ask you, how do you separate the, the sex to the emotion when swapping with a couple? Great question. Yeah, very good question. And of course, we, we started off by saying we are emotionally monogamous. So our emotions are saved for uh, our partners, our primary partner, David and myself. We love each other, obviously. Um, when we're swingers, uh, most swingers go into the relationships, um, other swinger relationships, knowing that 
this is not about emotion. It's not about love. It could be about friendship, certainly, but it's not about love. And the whole point here is to have great sex and strengthen our marriage and our commitment towards each other by having adventurous sex with, you know, uh, another um, consensual non-monogamous couple. So it's all out in the open and there's nothing, there's no secrets, there's no lies, there's no hiding anything. And then you get to talk about it after. You get to relive it after. So it's not about falling in love with another couple. And it's, Le- it's not about the emotion that's in it. It's about the sexual experience that you share with your partner. And Leanne, we, we, we try to explain it because on our podcast, and our podcast has over a million listeners now in 69 countries, um, we, try, we always have this question and we try to explain it like um, if your masseuse is giving you a great massage and it feels fantastic, you're not going to fall in love with them. If you have this amazing sex toy that gets you off and gives you multiple orgasms and you squirt all over the place, you're not going to fall in love with your sex toy. You might you know, say, I can't live without it, <laughs> but you're not going to, you know, it's not going to be your lifelong partner. And um, you know, when we meet couples and we become friends with them, we have great sex, but nobody's a better fuck than Carol. I'm not in love with anybody but Carol. And that love and sex um, boundary um, in our world never gets crossed. Okay. And, and I mean, to me, I understand that because I know the difference between emotional and physical betrayal. Or, um, you know, yeah. So, yeah, let's just say um, the betrayal. Emotionally, I, I find more damaging than mm-hmm. physical, mm-hmm. you know? Um, whereas people, as long as you've got that emotional connection and that emotional trust and connection, you're right. You know, sex is just a physical. It's not for reproduction. It's physical. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, and, and I... I believe having orgasm is the great one of the greatest thing a human can experience, and the more you can have, the better. Now, another question is that I've been asked to ask you is: Have you guys ever had an insecurity moment, and you've wanted to get out, and the other one never? Oh, um, that's a very good question. I'm not sure that that has ever happened to us because really when you are in this swinging lifestyle, every time you go into a swinger situation, you're going to talk about, hey, what's going to happen tonight? Who are we going to see? What do you want to do? Do we have any goals or or expectations for the evening? We talk about it beforehand. We know what we're getting ourselves into. If, in in fact, we get into that situation and it's not working out the way we planned, then yes, we would make an exit. We just excuse ourselves. Without hurting ourselves or our friends or whatever. So we've never actually had an insecure moment where we were questioning each other's, you know, goals or or reasons why we were there. And in the lifestyle, you never take one for the team. So if you're in a situation and and you see your partner and they're, they're not having a good time, well, it's time to go. And we only have one rule in the lifestyle is we always play together and watching Carol get fucked and watching her have an orgasm and being part of her having a great experience turns me on. And I know what... And vice versa, by the way. Right. I was going to yes. say, because I feel I've, I'd get off knowing that my partner yeah. was getting off by someone yes. else. Yes, know? exactly. I've had fantasies about yeah. it. And I know what Carol's body does when she's getting turned on and excited and ready to come. And if it's not happening or she's sucking a guy's cock and he's not getting hard, well, you know, something's not right in the situation. And sometimes, you know, you have to excuse yourselves and you feel like, oh, you know, what are they going to feel like? But really, it's not about them. It's about us as a couple making sure that we leave stronger than we went in. And if it wasn't great for both of us, then it's not great for one of us. 
and that's that and that's real companionship mm-hmm. that's like you know committed couple which you are right now say there was a, a a couple and one of them really wanted to introduce swinging you know to his partner how would you advise them to do it because you know, it's, it's, you've got to tread carefully. Yeah, we uh, we get to ask that question all the time. And of course, we suggest, well, listen to listen to a podcast like ours, where we actually are talking about the swinging lifestyle, and bring it up to your partner and say, hey, I heard this podcast this afternoon. And it was all about this lifestyle where people share their partners, and they are adventurous, and they try new things. What do you think about that? And start, ju- you know, just feeling it out a little bit. You can always talk about it slowly, or even talk about a fantasy. Like I fantasize someone else being there between your legs and, and eating your pussy while I'm watching. What do you think about that? And it's still just a fantasy. It doesn't mean that it has to happen, but you still can get some feedback from your partner. And Leanne, I'm going to bust one of those myths out there where it's the man pushing the woman into swinging. We know after being in the lifestyle 12 years, after having hundreds of guests on our show, that the majority of the time, it's the woman who wants to explore her sexuality and it's okay for her to ask for better sex and she brings it up with the husband and like Carol was saying there's lots of different ways of bringing it up and sometimes it starts with just hey honey you know I'm thinking about a threesome are you okay if I bring one of my friends over and what normal male is going to say no to that? And, and that's just a soft way of getting into it. There's no extra cocks that are going to go into pussies. It's two women. It's a guy who's going to get his cock by two women. And it just moves on. And then once you have that experience, then you talk about it. And how did you feel when I was with this person and you were with there? And, and it just uh, evolves. And sometimes it doesn't. The, the lifestyle doesn't have to evolve from being a voyeur or an exhibitionist or a soft swap to any level. And sometimes couples are just happy with doing a threesome. Carol and I love doing threesomes with another woman. And Carol and I love doing threesomes with another guy. You know, it, it's whatever we feel like in that situation. And that's going to make us a stronger couple. No, I mean, that's, that's really good advice. I mean, I, I love your cup. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's like I've um, I've been to swinging parties where I've, you know I've had to accompany a guy to the event. Now, are all swinging events just for couples? I mean, you know, surely there's some women who want to be adventurous and get to know it, and maybe some single guys. Now, the ones in England and over in Australia where I used to live, men were not allowed to go on their own, but women were. So, you know, is that not a bit sexist? Well, the whole idea here is to make it comfortable and fun. Now, mostly in the swinging lifestyle, it's couples who want to explore their sexuality. And of course, they need single ladies and single men because that threesome fantasy is very, very common. So yes, absolutely. But you can also have a threesome fantasy with another couple where you just kind of take turns, one or the other playing together. But for sure, the unicorn, which is the female, uh, single female in the uh, in the lifestyle, or the bull, which is the single male in the lifestyle, are definitely... That's what they're yeah, definitely welcome at the swinger parties. And yes, for sure, a limited number of swinger bulls, um, only because otherwise you've got a, a too many men in the situation. If there's too many men and other women don't want to have more men than, than there is, then it's a little bit um, awkward. Off How, balance. However, when there's too yes. many women, there's never too many women is all I want right. to say. Right. It's a lot more comfortable for people to be, for women to play with other women. And there's a lot more common and more comfortable and then a woman playing with two men when they're strangers so it is just more common for women to be single women to be uh, welcome 
Right, because I used, I used to always wonder about the dynamics. Now, I've been, I don't know if you've heard for it, I've been to a club, I think it was in Rotterdam, called Fun for Two. Yes. We have heard of it, We've but we have not it. been there, unfortunately. Oh, wow. Do you know what? It was about 20 years ago, but they had stage shows, and they had all these other rooms with different themes, and one of them was like... You know, I mean, it, it was funny. It was like there was cocks through these peepholes and people could have a go on the penises, right? It was kind of, I found it kind of free for all. But of course, I was a, I was accompanying a, a friend to these events. So I've, I've kind of seen different dynamics. That's why I said about the, you know, sex parties towards you know, swinging, because I, I didn't really know the rest. Now... So say I've got a new couple. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I've never been with a partner and been swinging. Yes, I have had threesomes, and I've even hired girls for my partner for him to to try it out for his birthday. I am very sexually liberated and open, and I know that we have a lot of the world against free sex. You mm-hmm. know, against liberated sex. They seem to think that the women are getting used and abused, and oh man, it drives me bloody crazy. Because I'm like, nobody forces our hand into sex. And in fact, I'm quite wild sexually. You know, I am quite wild. But I've never done the swinging scene. So for the listeners and the viewers out there, I'm going to like go through Carolyn Davis' website for you. Okay. So it's called thesexylifestyle.com. Now, they have many of guests, but they also not only have guests onto their show, they also cover many events. Now, the, is it called the Hedonism Show? It is, yes. Am I saying it correctly? That's correct. Now, do you actually go to these shows? Because I've heard about them. Absolutely. So the he- And how do you get to go to them? <laughs> Hedonism is a resort in Jamaica, which is a very open-minded resort, and it's very swinger-friendly. Um, there's... Um, uh, options to be nude all day long, except for in the in the restaurants. But you can stay nude all day long. You can have sex anywhere you want in that resort. And so it's a resort for open-minded people, but you don't have to have sex with other people. You can just be there with your partner and enjoy the sexual uh, energy and be free with your partner to do whatever you want. So one of the, the cool things about um, a sexy vacation, and I call it sexy and not swinger vacation, because um, the majority of the lifestyle, alternative lifestyle vacations, and I know we're going to talk about cruising in a few minutes, but there's there's a Cap Dag in the south of France. There's um, places in Mexico. There's places in, like we were talking about, in Jamaica. And 50% of the people that go to these resorts don't swing. They do not play with other people. They're there for a great, sexy, erotic experience with their partner. Some of them are a bunch of girls who are going who just want to have fun with you know whoever they want to play with couples they want to play with and maybe there might be a couple single bulls there maybe might be maybe so so hedonism itself is a great place to explore your sexuality in a non-judgmental place where everybody is there to have a good time it's not everybody is there to fuck someone else it's everybody is there to just be sexually open and, and and do whatever they want to do. And if the people who go there all leave saying, wow, this is such a safe place for women because nobody is pushing them to do anything, but they can choose to do anything they want. See, that that's, I mean, what about sexual health? Mm-hmm. There's condoms it, it, everywhere it, it, you go. There's condoms, con- condoms and lube mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, and they have like you know, re, you know, not recycling bins. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But they, Yes. <laughs> have proper medical like waste disposal oh, and stuff like that. Oh, for sure, for yeah. sure, for sure. And they have because somebody. They have somebody who's yeah. going to change the sheets every time you've used the bed. There, someone will change the sheets and make it clean again. That's just part of the swinging lifestyle, and that's what happens at the clubs. You know, Leanne. Um, one thing that you find in the lifestyle, and we just went through, and thank goodness for it, the whole Me Too movement, in the lifestyle, yeah. and we can even bring in uh, BDSM and kink as well. The three rules are ask first, no means no, and if you don't get an enthusiastic yes, it's a no. The level of respect and the need for consent has always been there for years and years and years and years. Mm -hmm. So when Me Too came out, we're like, duh. We've been doing that for a long time. That's how we live our lives. And in the lifestyle, you see that people, uh, respect, cleanliness, all that stuff. You never see someone in the lifestyle with a cold, ever. Because Because if they have a cold, they're just going to stay home. Mm -hmm. And... That's the type of people you experience in the lifestyle. And unfortunately, 99% of it is underground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what? I hear you completely on that one. I've, I do feel that the Me Too movement, oh, well, I mean, I'm far from a feminist. I believe in equal, and I believe in people, freedom of speech and people being allowed to do as they please, you know, with especially with their own bodies. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd done pornography. I was not dragged into pornography. I chose to do pornography. You know, I didn't ever get forced on a set. I didn't ever get forced to do something I didn't want to do. Don't get me wrong. I did go a little bit crazy on a couple of scenes and probably do some stuff I would never normally do. Yeah, yeah. But do you know what? <laughs> it was experience. Of course. You know? Yes, yeah. And as you mentioned before, yes, I'm going to mention the Swinger Cruise, mm-hmm. okay? Because I've been on a cruise, and it was so damn boring. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so I really want to know about the Swinger Cruise, because I reckon I know people that would be interested. It's offshore. Mm-hmm. You're surrounded by water, which in a minute, guys, I'm going to tell you something else, especially if you get a little bit wet while doing your sexual action. First of all, let's hear about this Swinging Cruise. 4,000 naked people on a boat, all there to get together and meet other sexy, fun people. Like I said, 50% don't play, but those who want to play, there's a playroom on the ship. They take one of the big ballrooms, and there's like 500 beds where you can put six, 700 people. You can be a voyeur. You can watch. Mm-hmm. You can be an exhibitionist. You can play. You can be part of the orgy, or you can just go there with your partner and just have great sex. And with live porn going on all around you, you hear people coming. You hear the guys having orgasms. You hear the girls having multiple orgasms. You hear the naughty talk. What better way to have sex just with your partner than to hear people right next to you having great sex? Oh, yeah. I mean, the the noise of sex, I think, is phenomenal. Yeah. You know, I mean, I can't listen to sex or watch sex and not actually become become aroused it, it wouldn't be normal you know yeah. so how long do these cruises last i mean five days seven days two yeah. weeks there are different ones some are five days and some are seven days there's the the giant ships that hold four to six thousand people the smaller uh, more boutique ships that hold 350 uh, cabins or 350 couples i should say uh, so depending on which one you choose and how luxury and how luxurious or how expensive it might be you get your vacation with all these sexy people and you can choose to share your partner or not share your partner but you're there with like 
like-minded people who are all uh, adventurous and uh, non-judgmental. Yes, and and just enjoying themselves and the freedom of being naked up on the pool deck and and having fun sitting in the sun and all day. And of course, they're all Phone inclusive. Parties, yeah. So yeah, so there's there's drinking and partying and just getting to know your neighbor. And then of course there's all the playrooms. And, and David ex- explained one of the playrooms which is there, but there are playrooms everywhere. There's dungeons that are set up. There's, there's one just for girls. There's daytime playrooms that are set up on the outside, like um, on the last ship we went on. It was they, on the basketball court. In the basketball court, they converted into a playroom. <laughs> so you could have sex under the sun or have sex under the stars. You can choose. And so it's very organized. Uh, it's very civil, in fact. Um, and it's great, absolutely. And Leanne, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, going to hedonism where there's a playroom and people have sex and you can have sex on the beach. We're talking about the cruises where there's 4,000 people and there's playrooms. You can have sex all over the place. But if you were to go and interview the 4,000 people who are coming off that ship or people who are leaving hedonism and say, what was the best part of your trip? They're going to tell you the amazing people we met. Yeah, I, 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 I bet. I mean, I've been to Vegas and covered audio, you know, adult events and it is about the people you meet. Yeah. yeah. Whether you have sex with them or not, which Correct. make no difference. I like being around naked people and I like, I'm a, I'm a voyeur. You know, I go to torture guard and I like to go and look in the playroom. I don't get involved, but I am a voyeur. Mm-hmm. I'm like the cheeky girl that, you know, people might think of the ne- girl next door and I'm probably the dirty, <laughs> slutty ever Well, we, we look, know the feeling. We look like the couple next door as well. And uh, yeah, I know, right? So another thing that you have to your uh, bow is, um, and, and, and I'm going to, before I tell people, you know, I have interviewed a guy called Marcus London. And I want you guys to meet him because he invented the squirting watch. Oh. So it is what you can wear that you can get any girl to squirt because it would tell you when she's going to, right? Now, you guys ha- would work great with him because you have the solution because I know by personal experience that you can get in a right mess with squirting. Yes, that famous... <laughs> Beautiful experience of squirting. You guys came up with an invention. Tell me about it. We have our top waterproof blanket. Oh, David has one handy. Look at that. And it's a waterproof blanket. So, and you, it holds water. If you put gallons of water in there, it would not go through. So it's 100% waterproof and leak proof. So what you do is you put it down on your bed and it's king size. You cover your bed uh, and then you can have as much sex or wetness and squirt as much as you want. It will not ruin your mattress. It will not go through to your sheets. You don't have to clean up or change your sheets and clean up that wet spot. It doesn't happen. And then, I don't have to sleep in it. Right. Then you simply throw the blanket. When you're when you're done, when you're done, you throw the blanket in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking like brand new and you just do it all over again. So, so one of the reasons that we invented this blanket wasn't because we wanted to go into business. It was because we wanted to improve our sex life. Mm-hmm. And when we first got together and first got into the swinging lifestyle, and Carol will explain it to you, she became a squirter. Yeah, and I didn't even know I could squirt. It was only with David that I learned how to squirt. And actually, really, when I learned about how to orgasm, I learned more about my body. But one day, he was just playing with my pussy. I was riding his face, and he had his fingers in my pussy. And I just started, gallons of water started coming out. And I'm there, what is that? We didn't even know what it was. We literally had to look it up and understand what is squirting. And it was just soaking the pillow all around his head. The and mattress, he was drinking everything. it, and he was loving it. He thought this was amazing, but it was making it 
a huge mess. So I started holding back. I didn't want to make a huge mess. In my head, I thought, oh my God. Well, women have head issues? Yeah. (laughs) Really? So in my mind, I just kept thinking, what a mess we're making, or we're ruining the couch, or we're ruining the carpet, or we're ruining the mattress. And it prevented us from having that great sex, and she squirted a little bit less. So we we started putting blankets and stuff down, and it didn't work. And it's not really about the sheets. It's about the squirt getting through to the mattress, which you really can't clean. So... So that's why we developed this waterproof blanket. And it's actually kind of fun because as soon as I know we put down the blanket, it's time to play. And in my head, I can start, start, you know, putting away all those things that have been clogging it up all day long. You know, women, we carry a lot of baggage into the bedroom when we get in there. And it takes a few minutes to kind of get in the mood and to, you know, it takes us time to get aroused and get ready for sex. And so one of the first things to do is to clear your mind. And when I see the blanket there ready to go, I know it's time to clear my mind and get ready for sex and just let go and that's one of our slogans you know great sex is messy sex and if you want to just let go you put down this top waterproof blanket and you can i really like that because you know some people have a real big issue they can't switch off when they go to bed and it's like everything has to be kind of i don't know perfect kind Mm -hmm, of thing mm -hmm. but i think what's really good is how you've just explained it is put the mat down and that means leave headspace outside the bed outside the bedroom and the bedroom is for fun and experimenting and you can make as much mess as you like exactly and you could put it on the couch or in front of the fireplace or on in the the carpet or in the car or you can take it outside and it'll it'll not only protect you from the the outside you also are are containing your mess and so it's really a sign or a symbol of okay it's time to play yeah i really like i that's what that's the idea i like it's like a signal now how does COVID affect all of this? I mean, I've got an app. I mean, I hate actually like having to even mention the word anymore. It's driving me insane. Um, you know, I have my own personal opinions that I'm, you know, that I'm not going to share here and now. Um, but it's been a bastard for business. Mm-hmm. And for the swinging lifestyle, because the swinging lifestyle is all about meeting friends. And of course, getting intimate. Yeah. And of course, with COVID, it's not possible to meet new friends if you want to stay safe and stay healthy. And so really, it has put a big damp damper on the swinging lifestyle. A lot of our friends have gone to virtual play. Uh, It's not something that we've actually got into. We really like skin on skin. That's our thing. So during COVID, and we know it's temporary, so we have actually been exploring our sexuality all over again. We've pulled out all those sex toys that we've had in our closet that were gathering dust because we don't really need a ton of sex toys in the swinging lifestyle. So we've pulled them all out. We get lots of samples from people who want to show us their new toys, and we have plenty, a whole closet. We've gotten, into, we've gotten into role-playing. We've yeah, done some stuff yeah. like that. Dress up and role-playing. Uh, there are virtual ways of doing it. There are um, imagination ways of doing it. But really, the getting together in the lifestyle is something that's not happening right now. Yeah, and one of the things we've also been doing yeah. is we've been just making some home videos. Mm-hmm. We've never done that before. And we make the videos and then we watch them together. And it's just some, a, something new. A new, new. angle, a new yeah, thing. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you guys need an OnlyFans account. <laughs> I think that would be brilliant. You'd make a fortune. I mean, I'll tell you where I've been surviving, okay? Not only have I been inviting porn stars over my house, but don't say nothing. The wonderful company have sent me the I want. Oh, uh-huh. nice. nice. Look at that. Yep. Now, I've got this from a company called Clip-On. They're a distribution company over in um, Holland. 
And not I mean, they brought me a few others as well, but I'm scared of using this one because I've been told that if you have a wand, you'll never be able to orgasm again. Wrong. That's not true. Wrong. Not true. Wrong. Enjoy yourself. Because, Don't worry. Yeah. And I'm just like, do I use it? Do I not? I mean, I love skin on skin. You know, this, you know, I, what is what is the rules in Canada? I mean, in London, we've just been told we can't have anybody around the house. Well, yeah, so same, it's, same here. It's the same thing here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've done a whole bunch of shows about um, swinging and COVID and what the new normal is going to be. And I don't think there's anybody that knows what the new normal is going to be because every week things change from one to another. But over here in Canada, we also um, are not allowed socializing with anybody that's not at the same address as ours. That's not going to stay like that forever. But going wow. forward, we personally believe that instead of there being 4,000 people on a cruise ship, there's going to be a lot more small little yachts where 10 couples or five couples might go. There'll be a lot more house parties, some mini hotel takeovers where people will get to socialize with people who know people and they know that they're sort of safe and hopefully, you know, rapid testing will yeah, come soon. Yeah, that'll make a big change when there's rapid testing that you can do right before you go into a swinger party right. and you make sure that everybody's had a test and they've all show uh, a negative result and in you go. I mean, I think, I think that, to be honest with you, people could pick up some great tips from people that are into sex. I mean, I'm from the sex industry, you're in the swinging scene, mm-hmm. Yeah. We were tested for sexual health and transmitted diseases all the time. Right. We knew not to have unprotected sex. We knew not to be stupid enough to do certain things. Yeah. And now people are saying, oh, you can't do this, you can't do this. And I'm like, I believe that if the governments around the world worked with people such as yourself and other arenas of the sex industry, that that fills up 80% of the internet. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I believe that the message will get out much faster, much quicker, and with much more knowledge if the government's actually worked with the sex industry to put out all the advice via sex sites. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. a great, great yeah. concept in theory. Yes. <laughs> yeah, in theory. I mean, I just think that the, the adult market is um, the biggest platform. So it should be used for marketing. I mean, I said this on the news channel the other day that I think that the government should have done their like stay safe campaign through the sex industry. And the reason being people that are into sex are into healthy sex. And the reason why they can keep having great sex is because they're healthy and hygienic. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and that's, that's, you know, that's how I look at it. So what do you think is going to happen? I mean, I'm looking at your website. And I'm going on to the cruise, and he's got a cruise here. Is it for December? There's lots November. still. There's lots still out there that only get cancelled at the last minute when the cruise ships decide to go or not go, and we'll see how it goes. And fingers crossed that people are smart of openness and having fun and getting to know each other safely. And uh, that's the whole goal and have fun. And it's the same thing when we go to hedonism in Jamaica, and we can shout out to Harry. It's that you know the place is spick and span. People are going there. Maybe they're playing a little bit less, but they're enjoying a great naked vacation on the beach with great uh, Jamaican food and Mm -hmm. erotic Mm -hmm. entertainment. And, you know, it's almost like a little getaway from everything that's going on here in the big cities where you can't drive here and you can't do that. And, yeah, you have to bring your mask with you and you have to be careful. But you can also just sit on the beach with your partner and you can have sex on the beach. You can have a drink on the beach. And if you don't want to socialize with people because it's not uh, feeling great, 
Well, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have a long winter here like you do in London. And hopefully we're going to be able to get away to the sun and, and rejuvenate ourselves. We've been normally we travel a week a month because we do our podcast on location and all these sexy places. And it's going to be nice to get away and, and do a whole bunch of shows. Talk to people who are at hedonism because people are living and maybe they're not, maybe mm-hmm. they're not kissing and fucking other people but they're still living a sexy life which is so so important and healthy to a relationship absolutely i could not agree more carolyn david it's been so wonderful chatting to you it really has now tell the listener where they can find you and where they can get more information and listen to you it's very simple um all people have to do is go to our website thesexylifestyle.com Our podcast is up there. Our podcast is available on all the streaming platforms as well. We do a show every week. Um, If they have any questions about swinging, they can send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com. And if they want to find out about our blanket, they can go to Amazon or just go to our website, Top Waterproof Blanket. You're wonderful. Thank you so much. You guys stay safe. We will. And for the listener and viewers out there, if you are into swinging and and you're stuck to what to do, please go to their website because they've got a lot of interesting stuff you can listen to. And remember, if you are interested in swinging, get your information from the experts. Carol and David Hunt, thank you once again for joining us on the House of Arden podcast. Thank Thank you you so much, Leanne. Stay safe. And we hope you enjoyed hearing about our swinger stories as we were interviewed by sex and relationship expert Leanne Young from the House of Arden. Contact us if you have any questions at ask at carolandavid.com. As we wrap up, let's all remember to stay safe and healthy and follow the suggested protocols issued by our local health authorities. Wash your hands, avoid touching your face, practice social distancing, of course, wear a mask, and please get vaccinated when your turn comes up. Alrighty, we hope you enjoyed our show today. We thank you so much for listening and being there week in and week out. Join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, sexual health, and of course, sexual pleasure and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Well, that's it for our show today. Carol and I send you lots of love and great sex. And of course, please stay safe and stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. 